Hello and welcome to A Smashing Theory, the ultimate prediction podcast for Super Smash Bros. and other video games. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. And, hey, Pokey Pals. Pika Pikachu. Uh, welcome to this episode from our last episode where we were really convinced that we would either be talking about a Nintendo Direct or our games of the year. But then Daniel's favorite subject happened. <laughs> I, I do love this subject. He do. But also the thing that always happens happened, which is Nintendo did a thing I wasn't predicting in between episodes and then i had to scramble to accommodate that those wily wacky guys always throwing a wrench into your plans specifically (laughs) yeah they do it really to fuck with me (laughs) and and not because of their own meticulously laid out business plans no uh so this is the January 2020 Pokemon Direct Reactions episode now. Yeah. Uh, before we get into that, corrections from our uh, Nintendo Direct Predictions episode okay. last time. So, uh, Alvin the Chipmunk, along yeah. with his brother Simon and Theodore, along with his adoptive father Dave, were all voiced by Ross Bagdasarian Sr. I knew he had a very long last name, and I couldn't remember what it was, but yes. Yeah, so this basically I said that uh, Alvin has always been voiced by like either a middle-aged man or a middle-aged woman right? Uh, for his whole run. So, how, however, uh, Ross Bagdasarian Sr. started voicing Alvin in his late 30s. He started doing the chipmunk voice thing with Witch Doctor and Christmas Don't Be Late, mm-hmm. uh, and he was like 38 or 39. And then he was in his early 40s when he when he transferred that gimmick over to an animated series called The Alvin Show, right. starring Alvin and his brothers and Dave, uh, which aired from 1961 to 62. The Alvin franchise was rebooted in the 80s, mm-hmm. uh, and from that point forward, um, in, in 1983 uh, and forward, Alvin was voiced by Ross Bagdasarian Sr.'s son, Ross Bagdasarian Jr. Okay, so uh, he would have been, because I the first way that I was exposed to Alvin and the Chipmunks was this wacky movie called A Chipmunk Adventure that came out in like the late '80s or the early '90s. That that would be Bagdasarian Jr. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Ross Jr. also uh, voiced Simon and Dave in that show. Okay. However, Theodore and all three of the Chipettes were voiced by Janice Carmen, who is Ross Bagdasarian Jr.'s oh. wife. By the way, A Chipmunk Adventure is a movie about the chipmunks and the chipettes unwittingly participating in a diamond smuggling ring. That's right. Absolutely watch that movie if you never had. It's bad, but it's wild. (laughs) I think you've talked about it before on the podcast. I might have. Amazingly. It was a a fixture of my childhood (laughs) that I watched many times. Um, Ross Jr. has voiced every official appearance of Alvin and Simon since Ross Sr.'s death, except for uh, except for the live-action CG hybrid movies. Okay. Um, Alvin is voiced by Justin Long in those movies, who started voicing Alvin at the age of 29. So 29 and 30, I wouldn't say are middle-aged. <laughs> um, but Ross Jr. is now a middle-aged man, still voicing Alvin in all, in all subsequent 
Alvin-related projects. Okay. And now, listeners, you know more about the chipmunks than you ever thought you would in your life. <laughs> hey, maybe a chipmunk F, like expert uh, is listening right, <laughs> right now. Yeah. yeah. Ross Magdasarian Jr. <laughs> oh, boy, I can't wait to find out what my smashing friends are doing. <laughs> oh, well. Thanks for listening, Ross. Oh, thanks, Ross. Uh, next correction. Uh, I said that Cyclops was in the X-Men DLC pack. But he was not in the X-Men DLC pack. However, he was made playable after the game came out. Okay. He, he was initially only an NPC, but he was made playable as part of a free update on August 30th. Okay, gotcha. Uh, the X-Men DLC pack added Iceman, Gambit, Cable, and Phoenix as playable characters. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, Dixie Kong is in neither Donkey Kong 64 nor Diddy Kong Racing 64. Right. Uh, but she was added to the DS version of Diddy Kong Racing alongside Tiny Kong. Uh, those two characters replaced Banjo and Conker gotcha. from the N64 version. Okay. Yeah. The first Nier was on PS3 in addition to the Xbox 360. Ah. I specifically only remember the, like, I specifically had the 360 version. Mm -hmm. And I think I got it because at the time, like... That was when multi-platform games were better on the 360 than the PS3 because it was <laughs> right. harder to optimize games for the PS3. Yeah. Uh, so I, I forget about a lot of multi-platform PS3 games. No, that makes sense. Yeah, near there was, included. There was that weird period of time where game developers everywhere were like, we hate developing for the PS3. Yeah. You know we have to, but we hate it. Yeah. So we, we're doing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they dark day in gaming history. And then they really turned it around and made the PS4 so much easier to develop for. <laughs> Comparatively, I guess. Right. Really, any any system that's out in this day and age is really hard to develop for. I'd imagine. Sure. Um, the first level of Crash Bandicoot is called Insanity Beach. It is not called Wumpus Woods <laughs> or Wumpus Womp. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And uh, final correction on second thought. Uh, Bananas and a mayonnaise puree does actually not sound that tasty. Uh, maybe a little gross. Uh, Even thinking about it right now, <laughs> I'm nauseous. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like I, I thought about it more. Decided maybe that's not a great combo after all. So, okay, so good, good, good example, Pashad. <laughs> this time I corrected you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that that was kind of a pile, but there you go. Yeah. Uh, so the Pokemon Direct it was announced like January seventh and aired on January 9th. Just like a Pokemon emerging from the tall grass, it caught us by surprise. All right, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, in our Nintendo Direct episode, we predicted that Pokemon would be a small part of it. Right. Uh, specifically, uh, I just predicted that there'd be a new Gigantamax Pokemon revealed. Mm -hmm. uh, I said it'd be Gigantamax Tyranitar. You said it'd be Gigantamax Alolan Weezing. Um, and uh, we made no other Pokemon predictions, so... Or not Alolan Weezing. Uh, Galarian. Galarian Weezing. Yes, thank you. Sure. But after the Direct was announced uh, on our Twitter, at a Smashing Theory... Mm-hmm. I made some quick and dirty predictions in a tweet right. uh, before the Direct. Uh, I put them into three categories of likelihood. Mm -hmm. First category being likely, I predicted that there would be details on Pokemon Home and Pokemon Sleep. Right. Uh, also likely, I predicted that either 
a a Pokemon Sword and Shield upgrade, uh, like a full release upgrade, a la Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, mm-hmm. or a la Pokemon Emerald. You know, after sure. being Sapphire, right? Like basically, I predicted the Pokemon Sword and Shield two. Or Pokemon Let's Go Johto. I thought one right. of those being announced was likely. Uh, then in the possible category, I predicted Detective Pikachu 2 and a new Pokemon Mystery Dungeon game. Right. And finally, there was a third category called PLEASE, in all caps, <laughs> where I predicted a Pokemon trading card game, mobile game, that uh, that takes cues from Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. You did predict that. I did. I please i i still please that i god i've wanted that for years at this point it'd be really great that that's like that's the one game i could see myself like converting to and just dropping dual links entirely wow. if there was like a pokemon trading card game version of that um yeah although you know i play dual links less now right like i used to play it every day Oh yes, and, uh, he he did. Yeah, late, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and now, like, I'll I'll still like do my my login and daily bonuses most days. Sometimes mm. I'll forget. I, I know. I, I fucking know. God. <laughs> uh, and if an event interests me, I'll play for the duration of the event and sure. just go back to logins. But uh, let's. Uh, I I think I think this format it'll be better to just kind of go through the events of the direct as they happened instead of sure. saying what I got right and what I got wrong right away. That's fair. Um so basically direct started and they they basically focused on two main topics, right? Mm-hmm. The first main topic, uh th- this felt pretty nice because basically like this this announcement happened in like the first thirty seconds of the direct. He's like, hi, we're gonna talk about two things. <laughs> right. Here's the first thing <laughs> And then immediately there's a trailer for Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. Yes. A remake of the first Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games, uh, Red Rescue Team and Blue Rescue Team for the GBA and Nintendo DS, respectively. I'm very excited about this full game coming out. Oh, yeah. 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 I think it's going to be really great to have a big, meaty RPG like that to sink my teeth into on the Switch. Absolutely. I've I've really missed the Mystery Dungeon franchise also. Me too. Um, Like, it's just, a, it's just a really great franchise, like Mystery Dungeon in general. Mm-hmm. And Pokemon has been such a great, like, spinoff of that franchise. Yeah. For me, it's probably the most successful one. Yeah. In the sense that it still feels very much like a Pokemon game but also a mystery dungeon game i agree with that yeah yeah like i really loved uh pokemon mystery dungeon and explorers of darkness and explorers of time okay uh and explorers of sky for the ds Mm -hmm. the games had a really cool story and they had so much gameplay there was so much to do and yeah uh man yeah that game was real good and it was also one of the last games in the franchise to still have the personality test feature which is one of my favorites features in pokemon mystery dungeon eventually they kind of they they phased that feature out and just uh just had you select which pokemon you wanted to start as right and if you want daniel to talk about that he will (laughs) for a period of time (laughs) he's very passionate about the personality test i love the personality (laughs) test feature so uh for those that are unaware um in earlier pokemon mystery dungeon games when you start up the game like basically like uh the game just asks you questions it just gives you a personality test right it's just like you know it just asks you kind of uh silly questions like uh like you have a bungee cord you we- <laughs> you 
you tie a doll to it, and uh, and the bungee cord snaps. Do you use the bungee cord yourself now? Which is the world's stupidest question. <laughs> it's a really dumb it's question. It's basically, ju- it, they should just say, do you want to die? <laughs> but, you know, it asks you, like, ten questions that are kind of randomized, and then uh, and then afterwards... It tells you what kind of personality you have, mm-hmm. and then assigns you a Pokemon that you start as based on based on your personality type. Right. Um. So I was really hoping that the remake would still have that feature because later Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games kind of remove it. Mm-hmm. But first, uh, we we should talk about the kind of the rest of the announcement. So they they showed a trailer for the game. Yeah. Um, Games game's got a really cool aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, basically, like, when the game initially came out, like, the promotional art for it and also some of the art in the game had this really, like, this really nice, like, pastel look, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it almost looks... Pastel is a great descriptor for it, actually, because yeah. it looks like that, or, like, watercolor, maybe. Like, yes. Yeah, it's that exact kind of thing. Yeah, and and so, like, the the game just kind of, like, now the game's 3D and it just has, like, that as kind of a shader, you yeah. know? And it's a really great look. It shows some clips that kind of imply that there's going to be new features, mm-hmm. like uh, like it showed uh, it showed a Charizard Mega evolving at some point. Right. Uh, Lucario was briefly in in a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the original version of the game only had a Gen three Pokemon and and older. Right, because those were the gens at yeah, the those, time. <laughs> yes, yeah, like it came out during Gen three. So Lucario's presence kind of implies that uh that we might get more Pokemon than than just Gen three stuff, right? Um, Gen three and earlier, uh, and then after the trailer, the Nintendo the Pokemon Company president guy announced that the game is coming out March sixth, twenty twenty, which is very soon. Yeah, less than two months mm-hmm. from the announcement, even. And yeah, that's that's dope. Yeah, that's yeah that's, that's, that's very that's, cool. Yeah, that's a good release date for that, and uh and. On the day of, like, in the Direct, they said a demo version will be available after the Direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be able to transfer your save data uh, from the demo to the full game when you get that. Which is great. I yeah. love when demos do that. Always love that feature. So, uh, Sean and I played the demo. We did. Uh, we played it today, actually. And that means we got to take the personality test. We did, because it's back, baby. It's back, baby! So... So I took the test, mm-hmm. and uh, and the results of that for me were I was uh, I was assigned the calm personality type. Right. Uh, you know I'm I'm a very patient and caring friend, uh, but sometimes I can be kind of absent-minded and <laughs> and a doofus. I think that's kind of what it boiled down to. I, that, if I recall correctly, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which which doesn't feel like too off, like. <laughs> I've been dealing with so much anxiety stuff in the recent past. Right. Uh, my anxiety's been flowing up really bad that I don't. I don't think calling me the calm type <laughs> is the most accurate. But once they started getting into the aspects of my personality, I, I think I think they hit me okay. Yeah, I think that in particular, a lot of the positive stuff in there was was kind of the core of you. Aww. You know. Uh. So as a calm type, I was a mudkip. Yes. Uh. And I, I played through the demo as a mud kit. Um, one one cool feature of of this is that after it does the personality test, it's like you're a mud kit. Is this correct? Right. And you can say yes or no. In the original game, 
once it once you'd finish the personality test it said it would be like you're a mudkip <laughs> time to play the game as a mudkip like it would just right. lock you in so if you wanted to play as a particular pokemon you had to go on to like gamefacts.com <laughs> and spoof the questions yeah you'd have to look up how exactly to answer the questions however in this new version you can just select the pokemon from a list if you're not satisfied with your personality test result yeah i think that's nice i think Me too. I think what would be even nicer is if there was if there was just a let me take the test again mm-hmm. button because both Sean and I, after getting our initial results, just reset the game over and over uh, to take personality tests, various uh, tabletop game OCs that we've made over the yep. years. <laughs> Which, yeah, especially because when you restart the game, there is an unskippable opening cutscene that's probably like 30 seconds long. Like, yeah. it's not terrible. But you're still just like sitting there and just thinking to yourself, like, boy, I wish these Pokemon would get out of the way so I could take this test. Yeah, that that op- the that opening cutscene is skippable after you have a save file. That makes sense. I did confirm that. Yeah, but I didn't have a save file, so <laughs> I was restarting the game over and over again. Yep, and it was terrible. <laughs> I incidentally uh, got the docile personality type. Yeah, and the description for that is like. You're nice, you're awesome, and everyone likes you. But is that enough? Only you can decide. <laughs> no, it's, he. No, they. What? They're like, yeah, you're the best. You're really great. Everyone loves you. Am I over? Am I going overboard by saying <laughs> right, that? Right. I don't think I am. <laughs> what do you think? You're great. <laughs> uh, so you know, I'll take that. Obviously, that's pretty good. And uh, I was a Charmander. Uh, my girlfriend Amy Lee took it, and it assigned her the timid type. And made her a Cyndaquil incredibly inaccurate. <laughs> she's not the yeah. timid type at all. I'd say she's closer to being the opposite. Mm. Uh, and uh, and and when we were resetting and, and answering questions as our various uh, OCs, right. uh, there were some other inaccurate answers. I, I don't think the personality test is infallible. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. But it's still fun. Yeah. And and now that you have the option to just pick your Pokemon if you're not satisfied with the answers, um that's that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm into it. Me too. Um so, uh Sean as a Charmander and myself as a Mudkip uh played through the demo. Mm-hmm. Um good we, demo. Yeah, we both we both, you know, quote unquote beat the demo because yeah. it's like a half an hour long. Yeah. Uh and yeah, you know, it's definitely Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Like yes. uh it's uh simple to pick up, satisfying to play, and uh yeah, looking forward to the full release. Yeah, like yeah, Dungeons yeah, Dungeon Crawling still feels real good. Um and and yeah, just really really looking forward to like being able to assemble my own team. Yes. And nickname all those Pokemon. <laughs> uh and uh I'm I'm eighty percent sure that I'll that I'll be buying Rescue Team DX like, yeah. around when it comes out. Me too. And just playing through that again. I still kind of remember aspects of the story of the original. <laughs> uh because like it like it's both like a very simple story, which which really like which I really felt playing through this demo. Uh-huh, right. That's true. Like the uh like the the way this game is written specifically really makes uh really makes it clear how much video game storytelling has advanced <laughs> in the last 15 years uh-huh. right like uh like how how dialogue in more recent Nintendo published titles flows so much better yeah um 
but uh but like there are still aspects of that original story that like I found to be very cool and interesting twists um and uh, and, and it's a, it's a neat little story mm-hmm. and I'm I'm looking forward to experiencing it again me too yeah um so yeah good good demo good announcement yes really looking forward to it we're going to get into some other stuff that's very exciting but this for me was the highlight of the direct yeah and it's funny like they really spent like three and a half minutes on it yeah and then the other 17 minutes of the direct <laughs> was was the other stuff mm-hmm. that at least felt nice that like in the first like 30 seconds it's like yes one of my predictions is right and uh you know that 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 didn't really happen much after that so <laughs> so like i mentioned one thing i predicted was uh, pokemon sword and shield 2 basically right what they did instead like it's it's funny what they did instead like if you look at the game industry and you know how it's what it's been doing over the past 10 years mm-hmm. this shouldn't be a surprise at all right but the fact that game freak did it yeah caught me off guard I, and sure. i wasn't actually expecting it at all okay like i like it like the thought of this happening occurred to me but i was like yeah but that's not really game freak style <laughs> uh so i didn't even bother predicting it and then <laughs> Uh, Junichi Masuda and his uh, and his much less miserable looking friend, uh, <laughs> you know, they're, they're just they're his his much less miserable looking colleague. Yes, because I'm sure they're not just like pals. <laughs> Hello, I'm Junichi Masuda, and this is my uh, next door neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even work at Game Freak. But hi, <laughs> that should have been the voice that he had. Uh, the the two of them announced the Pokemon Sword and Shield expansion pass. Yes. Uh a pack of uh of two DLC expansions that will be coming out throughout the rest of the year. Yes. Um it's it's the first time they've done this. It's the first time they've done DLC for a Pokemon game instead of releasing another full price game mm-hmm. with like, you know, some, an ex- some stuff. With an expansion pack's worth of additional content. Yeah. Yeah um so uh so yeah they they showed like a trailer for for kind of the expansion pass and then kind of when it, uh they had uh the director of the expansion pass kind of go into more detail of both of the dlc packs that we'll be getting right uh the first being the isle of armor coming in june 2020 and the second being the crown tundra uh coming fall 2020 right which is a great like like Pokemon Sword, Pokemon Shield, the Isle of Armor. Yeah. All I could think when I was watching it is they're like, oh, the next one will be called like the Desert of Greaves. <laughs> and then they'll do the jungle of plate mail. <laughs> <laughs> well you, the it, it is kind of just uh it, like, you know, the the crown tundra you Yeah, you, the crown tundra I like more. Yeah. You now just have like a cool fully dressed king man. <laughs> With, with no with pants. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the that's the third expansion pack that we're getting in twenty twenty one. The the archipelago of pants. <laughs> Trousers, sorry, right. they're in they're in Britain. You have not finished dressing me yet, Squire. Where are my trousers? They're coming in twenty twenty one, my liege. <laughs> Anyway, so... It's an archipelago of pants! 
So they went into you de- are beheaded. <laughs> so they went into detail <laughs> on the two expansions. Uh, the first expansion being the Isle of Armor. Yes. Uh, coming June twenty twenty. Isle of Armor has the theme of growth. Right. Uh, it takes place on the titular Isle of Armor, uh, which is a giant island off the coast of the Galar region. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the Isle of Armor, like both expansions seem to kind of have their own story to them. Right. Uh, the the Isle of Armor story is basically you take uh, your character takes an apprenticeship at a Pokemon dojo. Mm-hmm. Your mentor is a, is a weird old looking old man named Mustard. Now, is Mustard in the base game? Mustard is not in the base game. So they just made up an old man named Mustard and put him in this thing. Yes, they they made up every character that they announced in the expansion. Mustard. 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 So please um, continue. So mustard is Leon's former teacher. Leon being the champion of the Galar region. Nothing's weird about that. And mustard used to be the champion of the Galar region himself. And before that, you could put him on a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to my dojo. <laughs> I will teach you the 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 advanced techniques of Pokemon training after you put me on a hot dog. Anyway. Uh, uh, you also have a rival character uh, at the dojo training there alongside you, and which rival character you get depends on which game version you have. Right. Uh, in Pokemon Sword, your Isle of Armor rival is named Clara. Uh, she's a poison type user, and her design's really great. Yeah, she looks like they just took somebody from Splatoon and turned them into a human. Like, <laughs> that's, it's excellent. <laughs> that's a great um that's a great description the one i love is uh if if any listeners have watched the anime demon slayer (laughs) uh (laughs) it's funny amy and i kind of said this before memes started popping up of this online Mm -hmm. there's kind of this badass character that uses poison uh in demon slayer named shinobu right and there's another very like adorable girl with pigtails (laughs) uh with pink pigtails that is one of my favorite characters named mitsuru Mm -hmm. Uh, and basically, Clara literally looks like those two characters from Demon Slayer, like, did a fusion dance. Uh-huh. Like, she's she's got, like, Shinobu's, like, poison and sass right. combined with, like, Mitsuru's general aesthetic. Uh, she she looks really great. Yes. Uh, if you have shield, you get, uh, uh, you get a, a psychic nerd in a top hat named Avery. And he looks like someone from the Victorian era walked through a tornado that was themed around the 1980s. <laughs> he, it's a very eclectic uh, aesthetic. He he looks like if Dio from Virtue's Last Reward uh, got real British. <laughs> um, they're, they're both training at the dojo to earn their own gym, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, when when Amy saw the character designs, and so Amy, Amy, uh, I have Pokemon Sword, Amy has Pokemon Shield. When Amy saw those two designs and found out that they were version locked, <laughs> and that I got Clara and uh-huh. she got Avery, she was furious. <laughs> she loves Clara so much. She uh, really like that's one of her favorite designs in Pokemon history. It is great, and she she gets stuck with his fucking top hat as <laughs> psychic Pokeball floating. <laughs> uh like just just blonde nerd man now i should say that i do like avery's design yeah but i also think that it is appreciably worse 
than Clara's I, I like design. It. I like Avery's design too, and Amy did admit later that she that she actually does like Avery's design also. Mm-hmm. But like the fact that she is deprived of Clara yeah. made her dunk on Avery so <laughs> much. If only you could trade rivals in the same way you trade Pokemon. <laughs> uh oh man that, yeah that'd be kind of cool of course that's not happening no and uh and yeah that that broke amy's heart i told her that i would make sure she was present every time i talked to clara <laughs> in isle of armor amy's considering just buying her own copy wow. of sword you, you just like sprint over to the coffee shop where she works like look look it's a cutscene. she's in the middle of mixing a drink <laughs> Clara's here. She just stops. <laughs> she would just stop. You're right. She'd be like, "Ooh, Clara." All right. Yeah. But uh, also, uh, the Pokemon Dojo has a uh, will introduce you to a new legendary Pokemon named Cub Fu. Uh, Cub Fu <laughs> is a fighting type, and Mustard gives Cub Fu to you to raise at some point in the story. Right. Uh, Cub Fu evolves into Urshifu. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is cool. I don't think Cub Fu is the first legendary Pokemon that evolves. Oh, but it is a rarity, right? It is a rarity. Yeah. It doesn't happen often. So yeah, Ursh- Urshifu uh, is a Pokemon with two styles. There's the single strike style Urshifu, mm-hmm. which is fighting dark. And there's a rapid strike style Urshifu, which is fighting water. Uh, both have their own Gigantamax form with their own unique G-Max move, which depends on the style. Urshifu also has an, a powerful unrevealed ability and a different signature move for each style. That's cool. Uh, yeah, so so yeah, Ursh, Urshifu seems pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I generally like Urshifu's design. I like Cubfu's design a lot. Yes. Also, Cubfu, great, great Pokemon name. I agree. Yeah, I thought that was really good. Yeah, like a, a bear that fights. Yeah, Cubfu. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Good work. <laughs> Good work, localization team. the The Isle of Armor will also introduce uh, Gigantamax forms for the Galar starters. It's cool. Uh, basically, you're in uh, for a lot of Gigantamax forms. You have to catch a Pokemon in a max raid battle, right? That does that has that Gigantamax capability. Mm-hmm. For example, if you just catch a Snorlax, it won't Gigantamax. But right. if you catch Gigantamax Snorlax. Then it, it will. It'll have Gigantamax form. So generally okay. you have to catch a new Pokemon for that. However, your existing starter will gain the ability to Gigantamax uh, during the Isle of Armor expansion. That's cool. I have yeah. to assume that's part of the training or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like tra- yeah, training your, your Cinderace how to Gigantamax. That'll be cool. Yeah. And they're they're pretty cool designs. I like, you know, I, I think Cinderace is a solid. Uh, I think uh Inteleons is fine mm-hmm. i really like rillabooms which just like uh his drum just turns into a whole drum set <laughs> yeah uh, I, I think that's pretty cool i like that one that's a good yes like none of the none of the normal final evolutions like i think they're all fine but i wouldn't say any of them wowed me yeah but i do really like that particular gigantamax form because it's just such a good well evolution yeah. Of what he has going on. Yeah. Yeah. The Isle of Armor will also add new features and quality of life updates. Right. Including uh, new tutor moves, which will include some all new moves. That, That's cool. That, uh, that haven't ever been in the game before. Uh, it'll bring back the feature from Pokemon Gold and Silver, where you can get this, these items called Apricorns and turn them into Pokeballs. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, it'll add an item called the EXP Charm. 
which will allow you to earn more experience points for your team. Okay. Yeah. Also, there will be new fashion items, hairstyles, and uh, and like new looks for your bike. Ah. Um, some of the fashion items I saw include a an outfit and hairstyle for girls that basically allow you to cosplay Marnie, one of the one of the cooler rivals in the game. Okay. Um and uh and like a punk mohawk for guys. <laughs> the in in things that are kind of not great trade-offs. Mm-hmm. Uh girls get like a Marnie outfit. Right. And guys get a Chairman Rose outfit. Um Chairman Rose uh being like a like you know, he's He's a character in Pokemon Sword and Shield. He's the chairman of, okay. of the Galar region's like gym sure. faction and stuff. And like he's he's got a fine design. Mm-hmm. But Marnie's got a much better <laughs> aesthetic than Chairman Rose does. Uh-huh. Um it it really kind of makes me wish that like that clothing is not attached to your in game gender. Yeah, I get that. Uh yeah, I kinda wish you could just dress up like Marnie even if you're a guy in game sure you know like like why why not let people do that in 2020 (laughs) why not because pokemon (laughs) um also uh finally at the at the end of that rundown they teased Gigantamax versions of Venusaur and Blastoise. Right. Bulbasaur and Squirtle are currently not obtainable in the game. Oh. Um, so Gigantamax Venusaur and Blastoise means that we're going to get a Bulbasaur and, and and or a Squirtle over the course of these expansions. It's nice to see Venusaur and Blastoise because obviously Bulbasaur and Squirtle being missing, mm-hmm. um those are some very egregious like omissions yes from the uh, from the pokedex so so seeing that they'll come back is is cool but you know obviously one of the one of the bigger complaints about pokemon sword and shield's release uh was kind of which pokemon were not in the game right um and there was a lot of salt I noticed online about like, oh, we can't have Bulbasaur and Squirtle, but of course you gotta have Charmander, so you can have Charizard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, it's it's funny that like the people that were complaining about that stuff not being in Sword and Shield mm-hmm. are now complaining about the fact that there's DLC, <laughs> right. right? Like, I've I, I've seen I've seen the meme that's like. Uh, that like on one side, it says Game Freak, right? And uh-huh. then and then it shows every Pokemon game released before now, right? And then, and then at the bottom on the left it says Game Free, but like e- the EA and Freak <laughs> are done in the electronic arts font. Ah, uh, okay. And then it shows Pokemon Sword and Shield, because, right? Because DLC and microtransactions and stuff. But like, <laughs> I just feel like like the the ways that Nintendo got you to spend more money before now mm-hmm. is so much worse than $30 DLC. Right. Esp- no. Especially on Pokemon. Yeah. Like compared to having to buy like black two and white two or, uh, you know, whatever, like yeah. this is just a net improvement. Yeah, it really like, is. You get to carry over your save file and experience new content without shelling out the price of a full game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause there's like, no way in which this is worse. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause, cause like I, you just, 
you just focus on a really good point because like because you know a like this would be less expensive than any new pokemon release yes. right like even when we were getting uh we were getting these on like the the 3ds um th- there were a point where pokemon games were actually 30 dollars, but that was a long time wow. ago yeah, yeah. Like the, when they were on the Game Boy Advance, they were thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. Were DS games thirty or forty? I feel like they were forty. 40. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So even if you're getting Black Tour Y two, or you know, especially even if you're getting like, uh, like Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, you're spending forty dollars on that. Right. And in this generation, you would have had to spend sixty dollars on Pokemon Sword two or Shield two. Mm-hmm. But now you're spending thirty dollars for Sword two and Shield two's amount of content. And I think the really good point you made is that if someone that played Sword and Shield spent full price, like, then bought Pokemon Sword 2 and Shield 2, mm-hmm. they would have to start that game <laughs> over. Right. They'd have to start that game from scratch and experience all the new content from the beginning of the story that they've already experienced. Mm-hmm. With these expansion passes, I don't have to play Sword's story over again. <laughs> right. I just get to experience the new stuff. Yeah. Uh, with the content I've already accrued, like... That's, yeah, it's, it's, it's so crazy that there's people saying that's not an improvement. Yeah, I mean, no, it's like, it's, it's absolutely an improvement over, I, I often think of the previous Pokemon business model as being like the Capcom way to do things, you know, (laughs) because it's just always like, oh, you like Monster Hunter, huh? What about Monster Hunter Freedom? And they just like add some stuff. Yeah. Or, you know, you like, uh, you like uh, Marvel versus Capcom 3. What about Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3? Uh Like they just do that all the time. I can see, you know, maybe somebody making an argument of like, well, compared to a game like the original pokemon gold and silver which like even if crystal came out those felt like very complete games at release sure uh you know maybe you could go that way but i feel like most of the people complaining weren't alive when pokemon (laughs) gold and silver came out (laughs) i guess that's fair yeah you're right because it's you know i i definitely would uh i i wouldn't argue too hard with people that say that pokemon sword and shield don't feel like complete games right. in some ways, you know? Like, I, I can see where they're coming from there, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh... But it's nice that my original copy of Pokemon Sword uh, will become the definitive version of the game yes. once I get these expansion packs, you know? Like, mm-hmm. instead of me having to shell out another $60 for the definitive version. Yeah. Which I, I probably wouldn't bother doing honestly okay. like i skipped ultra sun right um just because I, I didn't want to play through sun again so soon yeah and i also think that like you know i also prefer this to for instance when i played pokemon x and y yeah. you know going all the way through that game getting to the end and then thinking like that's it yeah you yeah. know uh it's cool that there's something on the horizon for people who want kind of a deeper and more challenging pokemon experience yeah this will be the first pokemon game in like a decade that'll (laughs) that'll feel that'll feel like it has a substantial post game yeah because they're they're adding the post game (laughs) in subsequent updates Uh yeah anyway there's that discussion in the middle of our breakdown yeah um so the second expansion (laughs) uh is called the crown tundra coming in fall 2020 at some point right um the eShop lists the the estimated release date 
as uh, by November 30th. Okay. So. So who knows? Yeah, I'm I'm guessing we'll get it sometime in November. That feels like a November update. Okay. Um, the theme of the Crown Tundra is exploration. Cool. Uh, the Crown Tundra is again the name of the area that you'll be exploring. Right. Uh, it's a new like snow area. You know, hence tundra. Sure. Icy stuff going on. A certain person will make you the leader of a Crown Tundra expedition team, like exploration team. Hmm. Um, any theories as to who that might be yeah they they showed they showed a design of of a really cool looking black man with a beard and full hiking gear oh okay my i was watching this at work on a tablet that is almost 10 years old so it was like <laughs> skipping like crazy oh okay yeah they they showed a character design during that initial like overview trailer i see that is very definitely going to be your your like your expedition captain or whatever I saw that in the outline, and I was wondering if it was going to be like, Hello, I'm Professor Oak again. <laughs> you just saw me in Sun and Moon, I think. Yes? No? No, that's, no? His, no, that's his cousin. You just saw my cousin in Sun and Moon, and yeah. now I am actually not Professor Oak. I'm his brother. Tundra Oak. <laughs> so and I... Uh, yeah, go. So just, there's just continue. <laughs> just go. Just go. I will. Just go. <laughs> So they they added new legendary called Calyrex, which is like a dog with a big old like head. Yeah, this was a weird design. Interesting, <laughs> yeah. but weird. Calyrex is psychic grass. It used to rule over the Crown Tundra, but now you do. No, uh, the, the the here's a cool feature uh, the, of Crown Tundra that they mentioned. It's going to add a new co-op mode. Yeah. Uh, this was the my second favorite thing they announced during this Direct. Yeah, in the co-op mode, you can enter and explore Pokemon dens. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, the way Pokemon dens work is you is you walk up to one. They're like, there's a, there's a Dynamax Pokemon here. You want to fight it? And you're like, yeah. And then <laughs> right. you fight it. In this, you'll actually do dungeon crawling. You'll actually yeah. go into the den with some friends and, like, and explore it together. And at the end of each uh, den like this... Uh, are Dynamax legendary Pokemon from past games. This is such a cool way to throw these legendaries in there, you know? Yeah, like, and they showed a bunch of pictures of legendaries, uh, including Mewtwo, uh, Ho-Oh, Lugia, the legendary dogs, uh, Groudon, Kyogre, Rayquaza, uh, Dialga, Palkia, Uxi, Azelf, and Mesprit, Reshiram, Zekrom, uh, the Cloud Trio, like mm. Thunderous and Landorus and whatever. <laughs> Uh, Reshiram, Zekrom, oh, I said that already, uh, Xerneas, Eveltal, and Zygarde, uh, the Tapus from, uh, Sun and Moon, along with Sogaleo and Lunala, and, uh, and then they showed, like, a, like, a wider shot of, uh, of, of those legendaries, and, and some others were scattered in there, like Latias, Latios, uh, Cresselia, and Heatran. So basically, like, yeah, they're pretty... They're more or less going, hey, every legendary <laughs> that is not in the game yet will mm-hmm. be accessible uh, via these Pokemon dens, besides maybe like Mew and Celebi and shit. Yeah. This is exciting for me because this will be the first time that I'll be able to actually catch the legendary dogs. <laughs> because the way that it worked in Gold and Silver sucked so much that I was just never able to. What if in the Crown Tundra, if you go into Entei's den... And start fighting him, he will run to another den. That would be the least best thing, so the worst thing. <laughs> I tried to say the worst and my least favorite at the same time. Oh, I so see. So it 
came out terribly. Are you fucking sorry? (laughs) It came out as badly as that decision would be. (laughs) It would be bad. I see. I would hate that. Uh, In these uh, den dungeons, there will also be new legendaries. And they showed some concept arts for some legendary designs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two of those designs looks like they could be new Reggies. Okay. Uh, Like, you know, there's Reggie Ice, Reggie Steel, Reggie Rock from Gen 3. Um, and they, they kind of, they kind of look like new legendaries with, with those, with, with that kind of aesthetic, with kind of the dots. Right. Um, that are, that are on the Reggies as well. And, uh, and Galarian versions of the legendary birds. Yeah, this was cool as shit. Yeah, like, they appear to be, I'm guessing what we saw was Galarian Moltres, Galarian Articuno, and Galarian Zapdos. Yeah, I'm really excited for them if that is true. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's neat. That's neat stuff. Yeah. It also showed that that update would add even more clothing items and hairstyles. Yeah. Um, they 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 pretty much said that like after both updates, after both expansions are out, uh, they will have added over a hundred new clothing items and and hairstyles total. That's cool. Yeah. Um. So, cool. Uh, then they said some other general expansion pass stuff. Mm-hmm. One is that uh, the game will include new battle challenges that you can access after beating uh, the main story and the story of both expansions. Nice. Um, man, well, what do you think the new battle challenges will be? Uh, well, I so you'll have to fill me in a little bit in the context of Pokemon generally. What would you say a battle challenge entails? Um. So, like, would that be like in in black and white when you're in like the arena fighting people or whatever, or or like the battle chateau in X and Y? I I guess those could count. Okay. Um, but what I was thinking is that maybe we'll get something similar to the Battle Frontier again. Ah, the okay. Battle, the Battle Frontier was a feature in Emerald mm. and Platinum and uh, and Heart Gold and Soul Silver, where after you beat the game, um, there's basically just this this and this basically like this theme park of different like ways you could battle right Right. like the battle frontier would have the battle tower which is basically just like the i think the battle tower is also in pokemon sword and shield already which Mm -hmm. is basically just like hey do uh do basically just like online competitive battles and you can also do competitive battles against npcs okay that uh that you know, like lock you out of using items and stuff, and it's just like competitive Pokemon battles, right? But the Battle Frontier also has some real cool shit, like the Battle Factory, where uh, where it gave you like just a selection of six random Pokemon, <laughs> and you picked three, and then like went through a gauntlet of battles. That's cool, right? Um, the uh, like uh, yeah, I'm. I'm I'm blanking on on some of the specifics of of Battle Frontier, but basically, like, there are just like new configurations of ways to have like high level hard battles, right? Right, and uh, God, it added so much replay value, and I miss it a lot. So, like, even if they don't do the Battle Frontier proper, mm-hmm. it it'd be cool if they added like some new like battle modes. That, yes, that are like Battle Frontier modes in the past. I mean, hell, I even like was addicted to the Battle Chateau in X and Y for a period of time, which was literally just 
wandering around in a castle and battling random people for money yeah. <laughs> infinitely right. like there were no bells and whistles or special conditions at all it yeah. was just infinite pokemon battles you could make a lot of money yeah and so i just did that for like 10 hours after the main game <laughs> and then bought all the clothing items in that game with the money that i got of, uh, of course that was your your main goal yeah. well i mean come on gotta make sure that my uh, character is nice and uh snazzy you, you gotta it's yeah. true i i do wonder if like you know like in the lead-in to to Crown Tundra coming out, they're like, "Yeah, Battle Frontier's back, baby!" <laughs> oh, I'd love that. That'd be cool. Yeah, that didn't even occur to me until we started talking about it. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> uh, they said afterwards that we can't go into details on everything, but we're planning new ways to enjoy Pokemon even as we speak. I wonder if that means that they're going to be adding something almost like how contests were a new thing. Ooh. You know, like maybe it'll be like Pokemon races or something. Like, that, yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. I just thought of something. Alright, lay it on me. So Game Freak, uh, outside of their Pokemon franchise, <laughs> have made a game okay. called Pocket Card Jockey. Yep, and Daniel loves it. It's which is yeah, it combines solitaire and horse racing. <laughs> like, what if like basically like they add a new mini game where you like where like you you're not like riding the pokemon you're watching the pokemon race oh, and you okay. can like you can manipulate the race somehow that'd be cool you know like even if it's not literally with solitaire mm -hmm. if like you basically play a mini game to like help your pokemon race yeah that'd be really cool i'd oh, love man. that yeah oh man it's and yeah i was i was thinking like i wasn't thinking like riding your pokemon in a race i was thinking more almost like a horse race or a greyhound race or something where they're just like running yeah yeah um so that would i would like that even better than my initial idea oh man also um, um greyhound racing is incredibly immoral for y'all oh, greyhounds yeah it's yeah, terrible God, no yeah greyhound Ground racing is really messed up. I was just citing that as an example. Yeah. And not endorsing Greyhound racing. <laughs> thank thank to you. To be clear. Yes. Good good, good thing to clear up, I think. Uh, one thing they also said after, like, you know, breaking down the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra is that they then revealed that the Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra themselves are essentially new wild areas. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like basically, they're just going to be op like, yeah, just open areas where you can control the camera, mm -hmm. and like as you go from place to place, like you'll be passing Pokemon dens and stuff, right? And uh, and like if you're playing online, you'll get to see other trainers in the in the mm -hmm. area, just like the wild area. I'm yeah. really excited about this because the wild area is the thing that I think is most interesting about Sword and Shield. Yeah, and so for them to just be like, guess what? There's two more. Yeah, like that's cool. Yeah, I I think that. That makes it really cool because, like, the wild area is really neat, but it's also, like, it's it's relegated to, like, such a side yeah. thing. Like, it's it's so separated from the rest of the game, it feels like. So the fact that they've kind of integrated, like, you will spend most of your expansion pack playtime right. in these new wild areas. Great call. Very cool. Yeah, very, very cool. Um, wild areas is one of those concepts where, like, and we're even kind of seeing it now. I'm excited to see if they keep it in the next Pokemon game and the improvements that they make to it. Yeah. I think it has a lot of potential, but I also fear that it could just go the way of, like, Z-moves or whatever, you know? Yeah, there's there's always a chance that, that they'll do that. I think, 
any Pokemon game, like there's stuff from previous games that they remove, mm-hmm. and there's stuff that they think really works and they keep. Yes, I think they'll. I think they will remove Dynamaxing and Gigantamaxing, right? Or at least making it much less important. Sure. Uh, but they'll. I think I feel like Gen Nine will expand on the wild areas concept. Cool. I would love that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. These uh the Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra areas will include new Pokemon dens and new max raids against Pokemon that haven't appeared in Galar yet. Right. Um, more than 200 Pokemon from previous gens will be added to uh, Isle of Armor and Very the Crown cool. Tundra. Good. Um, they showed some Pokemon models, including Larvesta, Kingdra, Dedenne, um, Lycanroc. Ah, uh, remember those halcyon days when Lycanroc was predicted um, to be in Smash. <laughs> yeah, and I was the one guy predicting Rockruff. <laughs> right, right. We were both wrong. Uh, Aurorus, Nidorino, Sea uh, Leo, and Garchomp were all kind of shown. Right. So, uh, so yeah, those will probably be amongst the Pokemon added, and uh. And one thing I like about Nintendo is that they have a tendency to lowball. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the more than two hundred Pokemon they add will be closer to two fifty or maybe even like closing in on three hundred. Nice. Yeah, I think uh by the end of Pokemon Sword and Shield's lifespan we'll have access to most Pokemon that exist, if not all of them. Right. Yeah. And finally, I think this is a cool thing they're doing, is that they announced that there would be uh alongside the expansion pass stuff there'll be free updates for the base versions of Sword and Shield. Yeah. Uh, that basically, like, it's basically a compatibility update. It allows you to, you know, like, battle people with the expansion packs that right. have the new Pokemon. If you don't have the expansion, it allows people with the expansion to trade uh, those new Pokemon to you. It allows you to get a Garchomp traded to you. And also, when you get Pokemon home, um, if uh, if you already have a Garchomp, uh, that you transferred from like Pokemon Bank to Pokemon Home, uh, you will be able to put your Garchomp in your copy of Sword right after the update. That's very cool. Yes, I really like that they're doing that. Yeah, that that is really great. Um, they then said after they mentioned that you'll be able to do that with Pokemon Home, that Pokemon Home will launch in February 2020, and uh, there'll be more details soon. Right. Uh, then they they. Gave us some other miscellaneous updates. One is that there will be that that there are currently mm-hmm. like right after the direct, uh, there are Gigantamax events that make you more likely to find a Gigantamax Colossal and a Gigantamax Flapple in Sword, or a Gigantamax Lapras and a Gigantamax Appleton in Shield. Cool. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I like Lapras. Yeah, Lapras is cool. I I like Appleton actually. Um. <laughs> And uh, and uh, another thing that happened immediately after the direct was that uh, they provided an update to Sword and Shield, like that added a little event. If you go to a certain like uh, train station, right, uh, you bump into your Isle of Armor rival. Mm-hmm. If you if you have Sword, you get to see Clara. If you have Shield, you get to see Avery. Um, and then as you talk to them. You see a Galarian Slowpoke uh, wander into the station, <laughs> and you get an opportunity to catch it. Galarian Slowpoke is not in, uh, you know, like, was not in the, the Galar Pokedex. Right, this like, is a new edition. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, this is a new uh, Galarian form, uh, so 
So now as part of this update, you get to catch it. And in the Isle of Armor expansion, there will be an item that allows your uh, Galarian Slowpoke to evolve to Galarian Slowbro. Okay. And in Crown Tundra, there'll be an item that allows your Galarian Slowpoke to evolve into a Galarian Slow Snow King. Nice. Slow King. Yeah, right. I said that right. Now, which which one is the one with the crown, and which one is the one where it's biting its tail? Uh, Slowbro is tail. Uh, Slow King is crown. Oh, dog. <laughs> Slow King. <laughs> Good work, Sean. Hey, uh, there's two Pokemon here. One's called Slow King. Uh, is that the one where it's biting its tail? <laughs> that's, that's, ah! that's that's the inverse of that meme that was like, if you told me that there was one superhero <laughs> that uses echolocation in the dark to fight, and there's one superhero that does that does stunts of acrobatics to beat people up, right. and one of them was called Batman and the other was called Daredevil, and you told me which was which, I would punch you in the face. You just did the inverse of that. Yeah, I, I did one where where it's really stupid and then that meme is one where it makes perfect sense to be confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh boy. Anyway, after all that, the president of Game Freak said that the expansion pass is $30 uh, and can be pre-purchased now. Um, and there, there was a little confusion because of the way the picture was laid out. Uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah, if you get the Pokemon Sword expansion pass, uh, it is $30 for the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra combined. Okay, right. Yeah, it's it said... $30 each, but that basically means it's $30 for the Pokemon Sword Expansion right. Pass and $30 for the Pokemon Shield Expansion Pass. This Wario64 was live tweeting. Uh, yeah. And the way that he phrased it, and I, obviously I don't think that he did this intentionally or whatever. Right. Uh, like, it made it seem as though Isle of Armor was $30 and Crown Tundra was $30. Right. And people were so salty in the reply. Yeah, replies. which which I think would be fair because <laughs> yeah. then it's like, oh, wow, I'm spending a full game's worth of money on this. Right, right. They might as well have just given me Ultra Sword and Ultra Shield. Yeah. Uh, but this is, yeah, thir- $30 for that much content. That's I'm, pretty damn good. I'm down for that. Like, yeah. we talked last episode, I think, or, or two episodes ago, about how worried I was about whether or not there would be a satisfying amount of content in the $30 expansion pack for for kingdom hearts right. 3 i am much less worried about sword Me and shield too. i think i'm i think i'm going to be really i'm going to feel like i've gotten 30 dollars of content once i'm done with all that shit i agree yeah uh so cool yeah thought yeah. thoughts on that that's the that was the pokemon direct thoughts you know i i haven't bought sword or shield yet and part of that was just because kind of looking on balance at what I knew about the game, it didn't seem to me that it would be worth it relative to the other games I could get. Sure. This makes it much more likely that I'll pick up Sword and Shield down the line because Isle of Armor looks so great. Crown Tundra looks so great. <laughs> uh, and they're adding so many things that I'm excited about um, that I may very well wind up you know, spending $90 in total on this game because $30 of it sold me. Nice. Uh, so, <laughs> so good job, Nintendo. That That is a really good job, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really pumped for the expansion pass. I think that's a great way to do Pokemon going forward. Yeah. Um, I'm really pumped about Pokemon Mystery Dungeon still. Me too. Um, one, one thing I'm actually really excited about mm-hmm. that the direct didn't, uh explicitly mentioned at all but i'm sure it'll come with the territory (laughs) is that like 
Pokemon Sword and Shield has a really good soundtrack. Yeah. Like, I, I really, I've really enjoyed the music in Pokemon Sword, actually. I think there's, like, not, not every track is a banger, but there are some bangers yeah, in the it's, soundtrack. It's, it's really interesting uh, to me because this definitely feels like it is a quintessentially Pokemon-y soundtrack. Yeah. But they what they're doing with it makes it the least like other Pokemon soundtracks. Like yeah. on the one hand, you kind of, you know, it's clearly uh, like there are clearly influences of the past games in the soundtrack, but it also has this kind of like jaunty sports techno thing going on <laughs> uh -huh, that yeah. just really fits the Galarian uh, atmosphere and yeah. aesthetic. So one thing I'm really excited for is for, is new music yes with those expansions yeah i'll be i'll actually be really interested to see what they wind up doing because each each area is so different from you know the main part of galar like yeah. uh you have the isle of armor which almost feels like this kind of like feudal japanese kind of thing going on with the dojo and the fall colors and everything yeah, else. yeah yeah um and then obviously the tundra is snowy and shit yeah um, yeah exactly like i yeah like I, I don't think we'll be getting new sports techno right or at least not much of it um but i but the like the the soundtrack team like the the music team for pokemon sword shield has impressed me so much but like that yeah. base like I, I i think i really trust them with like some cool new like switch era yeah. like feudal japanese tracks and and snow time tracks me too and they have a lot of room to play around with each of those themes oh yeah uh, so i'm really excited about that me, yeah me too it'll be funny if clara and avery each have their own track oh yeah yeah that'd be cool i, I won I, I feel like basically they'll just be a dojo rival track and, right and clara and avery get the same track which i wouldn't fault them for that's yeah. fine yeah I, I think that's fine but i'd i'd give them bonus points if they both have their own track <laughs> But yeah, uh, great direct. Yes. Um, I uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to those updates. Me too. Um, definitely buying that shit. Cool. So, time for some listener mail. All right, let's dig into that mailbag. First listener mail is uh is from Atlas Fathom. All righty. Atlas Fathom says, based on the pattern of Pokemon directs. A general Nintendo Direct is really likely to happen next week. Oh. The Nintendo Direct is usually about a week after the Pokemon Direct. Hmm. Um, and he uh he attaches an image of someone uh of someone named Epic Chew on a Discord server. <laughs> uh kind of a, a list of Pokemon Directs next to the date of the date of various Pokemon Directs, followed by the date of the Nintendo Direct that aired afterwards okay so there was a pokemon direct september 4th 2013 uh followed by a nintendo direct september 8th 2013 okay there's a pokemon direct february 26th 2016 followed by a nintendo direct march 3rd 2016 hmm. uh a pokemon direct june 7th 2017 followed by a nintendo direct june 13th 2017 wow and a pokemon direct june 6th 2019 followed by a nintendo direct june 11th 2019 huh uh it's worth noting that those last two pairs mm -hmm. are uh are e3 like uh, you know like basically it's like yeah during e3 in 2017 sure we got a pokemon direct and a nintendo direct for that event okay and same for the 2019 uh e3 
Uh, however, like that is still an interesting pattern. Yeah, and, and those four Pokemon Directs, I think, are amongst the only Pokemon Directs that exist. Okay. So, uh, we are currently recording this on Sunday, uh, January twelfth. Right. But there's a decent chance. Uh, that by the time this episode goes up on Thursday, we will either be on the verge of a new Nintendo Direct, mm-hmm. or it will have already aired. Interesting. Yes. Uh, and that would make it remarkably close to your prediction of what? Uh, Thursday the 16th? I think so. Yeah, I think you said either Thursday the 16th or Tuesday the 14th. I believe it was a Thursday. Yeah. Um. So, well, look at me. That that'd be impressive. Yeah. Uh I I personally, even with this data, um, I'm kinda feeling um that the direct will still be at least closer to February. Okay. Yeah, like um yeah, just just kinda getting that vibe still. Sure. But I would not complain <laughs> if we if we got another direct later this week. And look at this. We have a listener doing research for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool super appreciated atlas fathom yes um actually like atlas in general like is really great about like giving me info on stuff and <laughs> and, and and sending it to our twitter uh-huh. so uh thank thank you for always doing that atlas you're you're dope you're great thank you yes much like atlas the mythical figure you hold all that information on your shoulders and you pass it on to us when the time is right thank you atlas of Thank Greek you. mythology. <laughs> Thank you, Alice Fathom. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Mr. Cool Red Luigi tweets, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Switch, uh, and then a greater sign pointing at Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Switch, <laughs> uh-huh. and then uh, Sword Shield Close Expansion Pass, <laughs> uh, followed by an animated gif of uh, of Jason Siegel shrugging with the caption, <laughs> Just saying... <laughs> What an evocative <laughs> description of that tweet. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I do what I can. Uh, but yeah, basically just uh, the implication that Pokemon Mystery Dungeon was a better announcement sure. than any of the expansion pass stuff. I think the expansion stuff is really hype, but yeah. at the end of the day, I am looking forward to Mystery Dungeon a little bit more. I Yeah, I, I get that. I think on balance, I'm I'm looking forward to the expansion stuff a bit more, but... I think I'm more excited overall just by the fact that Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is back. Right. And that and that like Spike Jumps Off isn't done with Pokemon <laughs> Mystery Dungeon. Uh-huh. And that maybe someday we'll get a brand new Pokemon Mystery Dungeon for Switch or one of its successors, uh, where you'll be able to play as Pokemon from the most recent generations and also take a personality test to decide which <laughs> one of them you are. That's the dream. We're on, we're on we're on track to the dream. Yes, it's a dream, and all elements of the dream are as important as all other elements of the dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I I think your how pumped you are is warranted. Yeah. Uh, so good, good job, Mr. Corbett Luigi. Yeah, thank you for uh, tweeting. Good tweet. Yes. Uh, Mr. Gubermania sent us an email. All right. Uh, Mr. Gubermania says, Hey guys, part of me feels like this new content should have been included in the main game. I can understand that fans have been wanting Pokemon to catch up with the times, but this just feels like a weird first step. Hmm. I know I sound like a shill, but I'm still very excited for it. <laughs> uh, having all the DLC essentially be more of the wild area makes me happy. I'm really looking forward to the first DLC having a summer beach theme, considering the main game didn't have one. <laughs> I also noticed that the new Galar forms they tease 
are more Gen 1 Pokemon. Is there any Pokemon you would like to see get a Galar form? Keep being awesome, guys. Uh, thanks for writing in. Yeah. And, you know, I, uh, with respect to the first part of your email, I definitely get where you're coming from. I do think that, like, for me, the notion that now games don't feel complete unless there's DLC, like, that's not a problem with Pokemon specifically, you yeah, know? Yeah, sure, sure. Like, uh, I think that some games feel really great and then dlc enhances the initial experience yes and then there's definitely other games where you're sitting back and thinking like i can't believe this wasn't in the main game sure uh that to me is like more of a like i'm not gonna fault pokemon for that that's a game industry problem it is a game industry problem yeah yeah i i feel people's vibe that like maybe maybe pokemon sword and shield by itself didn't feel like quite enough of a video game mm. and that like the fact that you had to wait for th this dlc for it to feel like a full game yeah i i do get that being kind of a bummer but also like yeah that's that's kind of just the way the game industry operates these days like that's kind of the way they like the way they can break even on some of their titles yeah. sometimes i and mean obvi obviously pokemon's making big fucking bank <laughs> right but, but still and i do also think that like um the amount of content that's in sword and shield feels like it's on par with the amount of content that's been in 3d pokemon games since x and y yes you know yeah, yeah. um so there's like i'm i am more excited that dlc is happening than disappointed that like this is what pokemon has turned to because it's like okay at least in this way we're getting back to the amount of stuff in a pokemon game that i like yeah 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 i, I think that's a good way to put it yeah uh are are there any pokemon you would like to see get a galar form i i'm just gonna pick uh my favorite Pokemon, which is Golette and Golurk. Cool. Uh, just throw them out there. I would really like that. Yeah, I I think that's really unlikely because Golette and Golurk are already in the game without Galar Forest. Uh, well, you know, there's a mutation. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you forget they were in the game? No, I did. I knew they were in the game. Okay. I was, I was already excited about that. But yeah, yeah. But that's true. You were. Yeah, you know, like, uh, there'll be, like, normal Golette and Golurk, and then you go to, uh, let's say... Let's say you're in the Isle of Armor. Or no, 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 you're in the Tundra, right? You're uh -huh. in the Crown Tundra. And uh, you stumble across uh, the remains of a long, ancient, dead civilization. And there's some, like, fucking uh, clockwork Golet and Golurk guys in there that are, like, ghost steel. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, that's, uh, that's my thing that's never going to happen that I'm just going to throw out there into the internet. <laughs> um, Galarian form, like really the the one pokemon i wish got more stuff is tropius true and and the fact that tropius didn't get an alolan form <laughs> the fucking palm tree uh -huh. didn't get a hawaii form uh like you know i know that it's not getting a galar form <laughs> and i mean like normally my answer would be stunfisk but that already happened Stunfisk yeah. has a great galarian form yeah no stunfisk's galarian form is really excellent actually yeah um yeah so one thing I will say is that, so, if we assume that those were, in fact, Galarian versions of the legendary birds, yeah. it'd be cool to see other legendary Galarians. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, I, I'm really hoping that uh, some of the Pokemon they're adding mm -hmm. to, like, you know, Isle of Armor and 
and Crown Tundra get like new Gigantamax forms. Yeah. You know, like uh yeah, I hope that like maybe there's a Gigantamax Garchomp, you know. <laughs> like that'd be cool. Uh-huh. Um and I I also would like it if like some of the Pokemon they're adding just get new Alolan forms. Like there's there's sorry, Galarian forms. Right. I, I just hope there's new Galarian forms besides just Galarian Slowpoke. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel that. Like uh let's see, I I do hope that there's like more Galarian stuff besides modifications of Gen One Pokemon. Sure. Um so I guess Galarian um hmm. um there's uh there's a Pokemon Gen 4 called Weasel and uh mm-hmm. and and Floatzel. Yeah. They're like, you know, like kind of kind of weasels with like kind of that that are like water types. Right. Um and just like them kind of uh looking like more like British aquatic like, <laughs> you know. That'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, here's a thought I just had. Here's two thoughts I just had. Mm. Number one, are Drowsy and Hypno in there? Oh, um, I don't know. Okay, Galarian Hypno, and it's like in a top hat and tails and made to look like a stage magician. Oh, that's cool. They, they've already got like Galarian Mr. Mime uh, that like that kind of has some charlie chaplin stuff mm, right going on. that's true okay but then it, well then how about this okay is tyrantrum in the game Ooh, i don't think so so um crown tundra ice dragon tyrantrum oh that's cool that's cool and it's like uh it's been like frozen under the ice for thousands of years that's yeah that's that's neat good 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 fluff in that i, I like that thank you that's pretty cool <laughs> nice um man now i feel like i should come up with a better galarian for like because I, 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 I like british water weasel okay cool yeah man, let's do it british water weasel all right thanks mr Goobermania. thanks mr Goobiubiubi. finally uh an email from mark e all right marky mark e says hi y'all first on a personal note I haven't ridden in for a while, but I'm still loving the podcast. Every yeah. episode is a great time, and I hope it never ends. <laughs> I'm incredibly excited for the Pokemon DLC, and I think it's the perfect thing for them to do. I've always generally liked Pokemon as an IP. I loved the anime as a kid, but never really got into the games. So Sword is actually the first Pokemon game I've owned. Wow. Whenever I tried the previous games, I always ended up getting bored of the grind before I even got to the first gym. <laughs> and I'm not at all a turn-based RPG guy anyway. Hmm. But everything I saw about Sword and Shield intrigued me, so I caved in and now I love it. Okay. That being said, there was no way I would buy another deluxe version of the game, but I will absolutely buy $30 <laughs> DLC with new stuff. Nice. I'm also a little bit thankful that they're rolling out additional Pokemon over time, Having only really known the first gen Pokemon and a handful of other famous ones, learning 300 plus Pokemon that I've never heard of before has a has been hard enough. <laughs> I see a lot of complaints that this entry has less content than previous games, but as a new player, I am so overwhelmed. LOL. <laughs> Still, a tip of the hat to Game Freak for making the new Pokemon accessible for free. Overall, I was in the target audience they wanted to buy Sword and Shield, and huh. it absolutely won me over. And this DLC is going to work too. 
Sorry to all the longtime hardcore Pokemon fans who are upset by this game. This is such an interesting opposite perspective. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of buying games again as deluxe versions, I have a question. I already own Mario Kart 8 with the DLC on Wii U, but the deluxe version is currently on sale for 42 bucks. Is the additional stuff in the deluxe version worth it huh. to functionally buy the game again? The sale may end before this episode goes out, but even so, I'm still curious. <laughs> I could play online with friends who actually own a current Nintendo system, and I'm tired of scrounging around for AA batteries for Wii remotes whenever bringing out Mario Kart when uh, when friends are over. With your mighty prediction powers, is there any chance of Mario Kart 9 coming out soon, or mm. potentially DLC for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe this far out from release? Thanks for all you do, Mark E., Thank you, Marky. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Uh, Yeah, I really love that Pokemon perspective. Yeah, that's cool. In terms of Mario Kart 8, so... uh, <laughs> Yeah, like, I feel if you still play Mario Kart 8 Deluxe that... Uh, if you still play Mario Kart 8 for the Wii U that much, then maybe getting Deluxe is just worth it for the convenience factor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, even if there's literally no new content, <laughs> like, maybe might as well sure. at this point. Um, I kind of dipped out of the Mario Kart franchise right after Mario Kart 64, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just don't know the differences between the two releases of Mario Kart 8. At yeah, all. I uh, I I got Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and uh, and I I played like I think I did like two courses on 50cc. You know, like <laughs> I I've barely yeah. scratched the surface on that game, but like. Yeah, I I think if you like Mario Kart, it's kind of the definitive Mario Kart right now. Sure. And on top of that, I think if the main thing you're worried about is that you'll buy Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and then they'll announce Mario right. Kart 9, um, I think that's very unlikely. Okay. Uh, Nintendo, with Mario Kart specifically, they tend to put one on a platform, even if it's a remake, and then, like, and then like that's the Mario Kart. Because that Mario Kart will keep selling <laughs> millions of copies for the entire lifespan right. of that system sure and uh and yeah like mario kart 8 deluxe is currently like the best-selling mario kart game of all time i think it's like it's it's selling millions and millions of copies on switch still like they're not going to make mario kart 9 until mario kart 8 deluxe stops making the money right sure um and uh and yeah, so I don't think you have to worry about that. I don't think we're seeing Mario Kart 9 until Switch 2 comes out. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, if, yeah, if that's the thing holding you back, uh, yeah, knock yourself out. Get Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and I'm sorry if I'm wrong. <laughs> it's just like next week during the Direct, <laughs> Reggie shows up. I'm Reggie, and I'm back, specifically to announce Mario Kart 9. Coming out today. Sorry, Mark E. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Back to retirement. <laughs> well, not retirement. I'm a teacher at a school or something. I give speeches for monies. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, like, the first E3 that Reggie ever did? It's like, hi, I'm Reggie Fusume. <laughs> I make speeches for monies. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to show you Zelda Twilight Princess. <laughs> <laughs> it's the game with a sword. His trajectory might have been a little bit different if he had done that instead of like, <laughs> I'm, I kick ass and, and take, take names, names and we like to make games or whatever he yeah. said. Yeah, 
I like to. I'm I'm about kicking ass and taking names. All right, and we're but, about making yeah. games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's so funny that like Reggie's trajectory has always fascinated me, me because too. like. He just started as a, a an E three spokesperson, right? And he became the president of Nintendo yeah. of America. Yeah, you know? like, and I feel as though his popularity with the fans was created and built up almost entirely by the fans. Yeah, like he just did stuff, and then people were like, "Ha ha, that's so Reggie." <laughs> yeah, really weird, but great, <laughs> you know, kind I, of story. Yeah, I I love like. Yeah, like the the memes that like just <laughs> that just emanated yeah. from him just existing, you know, and then yeah. like and then the ways he would react to that. I just remember like during a speech, you know, uh-huh. like at one point he was just like, "Yes, my body was ready," and, like, <laughs> right. and the crowd like lost it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks, Marquis. Yes, good thank you. good questions, good Pokemon perspective, and thanks to everyone that sent in listener mail. Yeah, I, I know that uh, it was a bit short notice. This time, me saying that I was going to do a Pokemon Direct episode, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I appreciate everyone who wrote in Yes, uh, so soon. We always love those write-ems. We love those write-ems. If you want to know where else you can find our podcast-type content, mm-hmm. uh, we're part of the Beep Boop group. Yes. You can, uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash beep boop group. If you, uh, if you give us money every month... You get access to stuff like an exclusive podcast called Beep Boop Soup. Mm-hmm. You get access to uh, content that I cut from the final edit of episodes <laughs> of stuff like Smashing Theory. Uh-huh. And uh, and I upload it onto the Patreon as bonus content. Right. Um, and uh, and if you if you back us at the higher levels, you even get stuff like us thanking you at the end of every episode of our podcast for the month. We do that. So uh, so if, if you like what you hear from us and you'd like to support us doing more of those things, uh, consider uh, giving us some dollars. (laughs) I Uh, agree. Yeah, and and thank you so much to everyone that does, and thank you to everyone that just listens. We we love all of it. We love people that listen. Yeah. We we love people that support us financially. (laughs) I like, I, uh, I... I always feel so weird about plugging ourselves and the fact that people actually like support us. Yeah. Through this bullshit, like <laughs> I, it's pretty I cool. Could not be more grateful. So thank you. Yes, thank you. Uh, next time on a Smashing Theory, it's it's another two way street. It's another split. <laughs> uh, it's it's another fucking fork in the road. Yep. Either. We get a Pokemon Direct later this week or later next week. Well, or a Nintendo Direct. Right. Either we get a Nintendo Direct. <laughs> We're back with another Pokemon <laughs> Direct. <laughs> Galarian Slowpoke has a new nose. <laughs> uh, His name is Slow Nose. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, either a new Nintendo Direct comes out this uh, week or next week and we will react to it based on our predictions from earlier right. this month or that won't happen and we will finally talk about our 2019 <laughs> games of the year or, or we'll just keep putting that episode off until it's 2021 <laughs> yeah like if, if if nintendo keeps 
bringing out news that's notable enough that it might get pushed back so far that we don't do it again. Yeah. Like we didn't do it in 2018. Uh, we, we didn't do it for 2018. Right. Um, but yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen because I, I think the game of the year talk for 2019 would be a lot of fun. Me too. Um, but yes, either way, uh, once we know what it'll be, we'll say so on our Twitter. Yeah. And, uh, then you're encouraged to either, uh, tweet, uh, your relevant thoughts to us at mm-hmm. a smashing theory on Twitter and give us a follow while you're at it or uh, email a smashing theory at gmail.com and uh, we will read out our favorites on the on the pod as we always do yes and yeah lo- looking forward to doing that whether we get a Nintendo director whether <laughs> we get to talk about our favorite stuff that happened in 2019 uh, it'll be a good time yeah but yeah thanks for listening to us talk about Pokemon stuff and in the meantime, I hope that you've put on your armor and your crown and grabbed your sword and shield, but not your pants. <laughs> and that you will have a smashing time this year. Uh, yeah, bye. Goodbye. Special thanks! Special thanks! Special thanks to Lonald! Thank you, Lonald. Yeah, thanks, Lonald. You got Pokemon. Yeah. So you could listen to this episode and listen to us talk about more Pokemon. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the Mons. Oh, enjoy the Pokes! Yeah, both. Special thanks to Nymph! Thanks, Nymph. Oh, this episode's also relevant to you, Nymph. Nymph loves Pokemon. Alright, good. Yeah. Great. So hope hope you enjoy our pokey takes. Yes. And thank you for supporting us for over a year. Hope you enjoyed our pokey takes. Hope you don't think we're pokey fakes. We've really upped the pokey stakes. Special thanks to my girlfriend Amy Lee. <sighs> thanks, Amy Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank thank you. Amy Lee, you brought me home a red velvet loaf the uh, other day, mm. and it was good. Yeah. So thank you for that. I, I also got to eat some red velvet loaf. That was yeah. tasty as fuck. Yes. And yeah, thank thank you for for everything. Yeah. I, I love you. You're great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, special thanks to Leo. <laughs> Yeah, you deserve that. Yes. <laughs> I actually, I was thinking to myself, like, okay, we're going to have to hold for a plane or something. I'm going to pull up a YouTube video of a lion roaring. And then uh, when Daniel goes, special thanks to Leo, I'll play it at full volume right in front of the microphone. But I didn't do that. Thank you. You're welcome. For not doing that. <laughs> and thank you, Leo, for, for all of your support. Yes. Um, yeah, your support... To us has been really incredible. Yes. And you putting up with Sean's lion noises for this long has been equally as incredible. Yes. <laughs> yeah, thanks for <laughs> letting him do that for uh, like half a year. Thanks, Leo. Thanks, Leo. I've probably enjoyed it more than you. Special thanks to Mr. Cool Red Luigi. Wahoo! Well, that was a pretty good one. Thanks. Better than the lion noise. Thanks. <laughs> Now do Mario or Luigi as a lion. (laughs) (laughs) You sounded like 
like a new species of bird. <laughs> I don't think I can reproduce that yeah, noise. No. Just so you know. I don't think anyone could. I think that noise like is the first and last time that noise would be replicated in, in the history, history of in the history of the universe. Yeah. So oh. thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, Mr. Cool Red yeah. Luigi. Thank you, Mr. Cool Red Luigi, for helping yeah. us create that that unreplicable moment in time. Yes, we appreciate it. <laughs> and thank you, Leo. That was kind of a combo there. Uh, special thanks to all of our patrons that back us at the $20 or higher level on patreon.com slash group. Yeah. If you want thanks that are that special, then give us the money. <laughs> this is a stick up. <laughs> Get down on the ground and give us twenty dollars each. <laughs> twenty dollars a month. You better stay down or I'll roar like a lion again. Uh please uh Give us as much money as you like in a completely non-aggressive fashion. Yes. And, I uh, mean, if you want to aggressively give us money, <laughs> we'll take that's it. That's fine. Yeah, but yeah, thank thank you so much uh, to all of our special thanks patrons. We'll see you on the laters. Yeah, see you on the laters. Special thanks. Very special thanks. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>